Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Now, we're going to be talking about a basement conversion that I did that was a little different. I wanted to share something from the past that I think that will help people who are starting out or in their first uh, few properties. Maybe you're doing a basement conversion. I think I probably have done over 20 basement conversions myself and consulted on maybe a a dozen or two dozen more. So I have a a little bit of experience uh, at doing that. I did sell a bunch of them uh, when I was doing uh, flips, but I definitely know that those basement conversion projects especially in a market where it's hard to cash flow, can create great cash flow. So uh, sometimes, you know, there's a point where the house prices have increased to a point where it still doesn't make sense and you need to move, move further out to find something that makes sense. But I wanted to share a basement conversion project that I did in Curtis, Ontario. So this is just east of Toronto, outside, just outside of Oshawa, to the east in Clarington. This project is, it looked like a single family house, but it was actually connected by the basement. So there was that little connection with the foundation through the basement to another unit. So it was actually not quite a a detached house. But in Clarington, those type of properties, you can convert. Now, one of the issues that I had with the conversion was the uh, the parking. But because I was on a corner lot, I actually had the parking width that I needed to be able to do the conversion. What often you find in different municipalities is they often will say that they want affordable housing, that they want more rental units. But if you're four centimeters short on getting a legalized unit in there, they'll make you go through a committee of adjustments, do some sort of minor variance, just so that you can put, you know, have a four centimeter adjustment to have enough parking in order to get that accessory uh, dwelling unit in there. Now, with this particular unit, what was interesting about the house was that the stairs were actually in the middle of the house going to the basement. So if you were to, you've probably been in a house like, like that before, you walk in and you can see stairs going up to the second floor and then underneath those stairs, you'll see the stairs to the basement. So how did I solve this problem? Well, what I ended up doing was I sealed off the dining room and I uh, put a door where the sliding door was into a common area and I put a door on the other side of uh, the entrance to the basement to seal off that particular unit. So I made it uh, fire fire code safe. And of course I did this all with permits, but by having the entrance to the basement from the back, I was able to create that space for the unit in the basement. Now, uh, I think that having that unit in the basement we, we actually bought that property from a wholesaler and I think we paid something in the order of like 220000 I didn't actually do the basement conversion until a few years later because I didn't think I could do it, right? 
Um, I, I didn't think that you could actually convert that. And then I started to think about all the properties that I had and how I could bring it to its highest and best use. And when I looked at this property, I was like, legally, I can make this into a basement suite. How do I make it into a basement suite? And so that's what I was able to do with this particular uh, municipality. So I had to switch some things around. I had to move the bathroom door from one side of the wall to the other side of the wall. You know, just a, a few different things to, to make that basement work. I also had to have a, like a huge window put in to create the amount of light and, and egress and exit from the basement directly to the outside. So I, I was able to do that and it, it took a little bit of time to get all of that done but I was able to have the separate exits from the units and create the fire separation necessary to make that work. In each municipality, they'll have different rules to make sure that you can do the uh, conversion legally. Sometimes they'll have a green space requirement, so how much green space you need to have, what type of parking access do you have? Like, are par parking, do they have to be parallel? Do you have, they have to be perpendicular? What, like, what is it that, that parking is required? Do you need to have parking so that each unit has to be able to access their parking at all times? So it depends on the municipality. Egress and lighting rules are usually provincial or, or, or statewide. They're not necessarily, you know, something that's just required uh, by a municipality. But the way that municipalities interpret building code is different. Although you often hear that it's Ontario building code or it's a particular building code, what I've found is that building inspectors interpret it differently. They, they have some flexibility, which can be helpful, but sometimes they have rules that I don't even know where they're pulling it from. And so in some municipalities, you add you know, 20% to your construction budget because of dealing with the municipality. It's very true. That's something that you wanna consider. Also, in some municipalities, you have to look at the environmental component of it. And maybe you can't actually put a legal suite in the basement. So in our area, you might contact Cloca, which is the Central Lake Authority. It's, it's an environmental authority where you could find out whether the property is on a floodplain or not. And if it's on a floodplain, it's unlikely that you're going to be able to put an accessory apartment in the basement. You may not even be able to build anything else. So that's something to consider. Sometimes there'll, there'll be some weird process depending on the municipality. Like, you know, in order to get the building permit started, you have to apply for a curb cut. And if you can't get a curb cut because there's a tree on the, on the front lawn, you're not gonna be able to get your legalized accessory apartment done. You know, I, I often hear again and again from politicians over and over, we want affordable housing. We want to be able to have the housing uh, for rental properties. And I see it all the time from every municipality. There isn't one that is really progressive, okay? All, especially in Ontario, none of them want accessory apartments the way that they should. If they did, we would see a lot, a lot more volume of those type of units. And it's sad too, because I think that increasing the density of current housing will be a lot easier than creating new housing. And if we can create a lot of these accessory uh, dwelling units, that would help to take some of the load off what's happening out there. In any case, 
I'm, I'm on a bit of a soapbox here, but I wanna thank you for listening. I hope you got some insights about adding accessory apartments, doing a basement conversion, and I hope you talk about this with your friends, share it, make sure to like and subscribe. We really need those reviews, so please review us, and we'll see you on the next episode of Get Real Wealthy. Talk to you soon. Make sure to check out getrealwealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to getrealwealthy.com.